Did the pride of Canada, Aubrey Graham, a.k.a. Drake, sniff this out a year in advance? The guy comes out with the song you're hearing a little bit of in the background of Sticky. And now here on May 17th, 2023 on Fox Sports 95.9-980, we're talking about the Yankees and the Blue Jays in a sticky situation. No way did I think this was going to happen. I thought maybe a, a, a fight... Maybe a bench-clearing brawl. Maybe a viral clip of Vlad Jr. or Aaron Judge or Boone. Someone yelling at somebody. But not what Domingo Herman did. We make predictions on the show. We give you the play of the day. Thanks to Mohawk Chevrolet at the end of the show. We're going to talk about games and fantasy. You get the show. You get what we do here. If I told you the safest bet, and I did say this yesterday. If I told you the safest bet for Blue Jays-Yankees on Tuesday night, what it would have been is that every umpire's eye would have been looking a little bit closer at everything going on in the field. From looks to the dugout, to how guys are interacting coming on and off the field, to some chirping in the dugout. Every umpire was on high alert. And we knew that as fans. We knew that as media members. Everybody knew that going into the game after the Aaron Judge controversial look over to the bench and the Blue Jays admitting their signs got stolen. We all knew that something was coming Tuesday night north of the border. So New York Yankees pitcher Domingo Herman, as you've just heard, decides to go out to the mound. And as some umpires have said post-game, it's the stickiest hand they've ever seen. Maybe you could get away with a little bit. Maybe you could do your typical move. It's not as goofy as it was a few years ago. Remember when Michael Pineda was like, no, I don't have anything on me. What? And it looks like a kid who said he didn't eat cake and the cake's all over his face. It wasn't as bad as Pineda a few years ago. And that was just like, come on, man. What are you doing? But Domingo Herman, you really didn't think anybody would look? I saw the footage of inside the dugout, zoomed in. Herman's like, I, I don't know why they threw me out. He's like wiping it off in his pants. His pants are a color completely different now than what was just on his hand. He's trying to like get up on the inner thigh so no one's going to be looking. Come on, Domingo Herman. what are we doing? Even the Toronto Blue Jays postgame was a little tick. Here's the Blue Jays postgame responding to Herman. Six innings to officially, correctly finish the game. So the message is cheat until you get caught. Right. That's the message that's being right. sent. Well, I'll say this much, uh, Kennedy Ivanka, this series, unlike Herman's hands, doesn't <laughs> lack substance, right? It's... <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> wow. What was lamer? The laugh at the end or the joke made there? Oh, God. That's the definition of cringe. There is maybe a point in there somewhere, though, of that Blue Jays postgame soundbite. Did Domingo Herman really think he was going to get away with it? That, you know, it actually bothers me more today. I'm actually bothered a lot more by Domingo Herman's move last night than Aaron Judge's. Because if you missed yesterday, don't forget you can always listen to LeVac and Gaza on demand, Apple, Spotify, 95.9980, and that HD Radio 1031-2. Nice clear signal wherever you listen in the capital region. This one bothers me a lot more than the Judge thing. Because we can't really confirm what Aaron Judge was looking at, even though we've kind of figured it out. Yeah, we're looking at the dugout. Yeah, we figured out the signs. Hey, let's give... Kudos for sniffing out our play, sniffing out what we're going to call. That's a part of strategy. We all do it in any type of sport, game, whatever it is. Okay. 
This is just trying to cheat and getting caught. This is just so obvious. Yankee fan, help me here. Defend your guy, Domingo Herman. <laughs> Come on. And Tom Goss, T-O-M-G, it was easy. You know, for the haters that are out there for the New York Yankees, for the Aaron Judge haters, because it could be Red Sox fans, right here in your home for the Red Sox, it could be Oriole fans, it could be anybody who doesn't root for the New York Yankees. If you just hate the pinstripes, you maybe tried taking a swing at them yesterday with Judge and saying, see, if it wasn't the Yankees, someone would accuse him of cheating. See, if it wasn't Aaron Judge, this would be a bigger story. You could maybe have sat on that take, which I think is wrong, but you could have tried to build a case anti-Yankee from yesterday. Doesn't take much work today to build that case. When you got a million plus views on multiple video clips today across social media, fans looking and being like, I mean, it's something. Yeah. Three innings. Perfect. They checked him out. They spotted it. The umpire said it's the most they've ever seen. Yeah. I would say so. Domingo Herman, according to some reports, apologized to his teammates following the game. Herman's quote, quote, I've got to apologize to my teammates and my team. I'm putting them in a tough position right now after getting checked out of the game. Tossed, ejected. You think? That's what you don't want around your franchise and your team. The accusations of cheating have been around baseball for a long time. But more recently, with Houston and to a lesser extent Boston and New York, but more so Houston and the trash cans and the Altuve tattoo and everything else. But then you get this. Wouldn't it be nice if professional sports, Major League Baseball, can start with this? The rumor's that it's going to be a 10-game suspension for Herman. Wouldn't it be nice if you got a stupidity suspension? Look, we're going to suspend you 10 games, but you're so dumb you get another four. Hey, you kicked a fan. We didn't think we'd have to write this one down. You can't, again, just an example, Ron Artest, right? We didn't think we had to write that one down. So it's so dumb, you're getting more games. A stupidity suspension, I am pro, ready, supporting to do in professional sports with stuff like this. So Yankee fan, you had a 24-hour period there that you could defend your team, say we weren't cheating, my squad doesn't do that, blah, blah, blah. It was fine. And then you really had to defend yourself. But today's a little tougher. Today's a little odder when Domingo Herman is doing stuff like that. You still win the game. Still happens. Aaron Judge got booed. And Toronto's manager, John Snyder, called Judge's look kind of odd. But that's all yesterday's news. Today's the Yankees opening themselves up to criticism as a franchise for how dumb Domingo Herman was last night. And I get it. He's... What, a handful of pitchers now in baseball that have got busted for this? Max Scherzer had his meltdown for the New York Mets earlier this year when he got busted for it as well. But this is far worse of a look for Domingo Herman when he runs to the dugout after it happens. He's wiping down on a towel. You can see it on his pants. He's rubbing it against his belt. Come on. So Yankees win that game 6-3 to three over the Toronto Blue Jays last night. You can let us know what you think about Domingo Herman. I'm willing to hear someone try to defend what happened yesterday. I don't think that's going to happen. Blatant cheating. I would like to give him 15 games of four to five games more for stupidity. The Yankees are somehow finding ways to win against a good Blue Jay team. And I say finding ways to win because it's the game has now become secondary back-to-back nights. The Aaron Judge home runs where he's blasting signs out in the outfield because he's launching the ball so far have become secondary to the storyline surrounding 
mid-May baseball in the AL East. Don't forget, you can always be a part of the show also by calling at 518-690-0980, 518-690-0980. So you have one New York team trying to get away from the claims of cheating and getting advantages and everything else, and that's the Yankees. And on the other side, the New York Mets are struggling to find some offense, but how about the Mets? We'll say this, taking a page out of the Yankees' playbook. Maybe that's too easy here over the last 48 hours. Copying, trying to find an advantage. Okay, I won't even stretch that any further. They're calling up a prospect to add a spark to the lineup. Aaron Judge was this guy a few years ago. Gary Sanchez was this guy a few years ago. Now the Mets have done this. Mark Vientos is joining the Major League Baseball roster. He's been tearing it up in Syracuse. We're going to reach out to our guy, Michael Tricarico, AAA broadcaster for the Syracuse Mets. We're going to offer some insight on what Mets fans can expect out of Vientos who is scheduled to join the team this week. If you haven't been following Vientos and what he's been doing at the Syracuse level in AAA, top 10 prospect in the pipeline. Guy's been hitting over 330. And maybe more importantly is this stat. He has already, through mid-May, hit 13 home runs in less than 40 games. The New York Mets hit a home run last night. Okay, guys. Yeah, but do you know... Before last night, the last time the Mets at the Major League level had hit a home run? 56 innings ago. That's right. Quick math. Seven games ago. The New York Mets, who were talked about as a World Series favorite coming out of the National League, with Steve Cohen spending as much money as he possibly can. Before last night, they had gone 56 consecutive innings without hitting a home run. You want to talk about power and impact. Vientos has to be that guy. If New York wants to catch Atlanta and everything else, I love this stuff, though. When you get the young prospect coming up to the big leagues, getting the fan bases excited, finding out if he can just be a big-time bat in the order, that stuff New York can get behind and get excited about. Somebody in his early 20s, all good stuff for the Mets. you got to find offense. You've got a power hitter in AAA right now. You hope that you can find that hot streak with him. I looked back in 2022 and that July-August window. Remember when they had, look, Daniel Vogelbach is still there. He's not cranking home runs like he did last season, but the big fella, the lefty, it felt like every single night in late July and early August was cranking home runs, and he was on every highlight you could find. Now, can you get that many highlights that fast? The expectations might be too high, and Vogelbach right now has got less than three home runs in May. But this is what the New York Mets need, something different, something unique to add to this lineup, and it seems as if this could be the guy, Vientos, the power hitter from Central New York coming up to help out the Mets offense. So there you go in the New York baseball world. You've got the Yankees another night with the cheating accusations being thrown out there. The New York Mets are struggling, but they're looking towards the future. Six and a half games back from the Atlanta Braves, so still definitely a lot of baseball left to be played. We know that, and Atlanta's really good right now. So Yankees making headlines. Mets making headlines nationally. Oh, yeah. You know, we mentioned this a few minutes ago here on Fox Sports 95.9 and 980. We are the home for the Boston Red Sox. You can listen to Red Sox baseball right here. Coverage tonight gets underway again at 6-10 with first pitch set for 7-10 against the Seattle Mariners. And Seattle picked up game one in this series. But how about Boston ending that four-game losing streak against Seattle last night? Red Sox fan, you're probably thinking, like, hey, what about us? We were one of the hottest teams in baseball just a few weeks ago, and we evened out. We lost six of the next seven, but what about us, guys? Give us some love over here.
Boston is three games above 500. 23 total victories. 23 is a significant number because less than four wins in the win column, they'd basically be in first place in every other division in baseball except the NL West, the Dodgers, Oh, yeah, and the Tampa Bay Rays in their own division. Everybody else is sitting around that 25-26 mark. Here's Boston at 23, thinking everything's going fine, and they find themselves in the basement of the AL East. We'll find out how the Red Sox can, I guess, change their ways, continue to be more competitive, find a way in which this team can keep pace with Tampa in New York, in Baltimore, in Toronto, and stay at least relative on a national scale. We know regionally Red Sox fans, there's a lot of love here, even in upstate New York in the capital region. So again, for the third day in a row, we're going to be joined by our friend Brady Farkas, who covers the team in New England out in Vermont. We're going to talk a little Celtics game one Eastern Conference finals as well as they host the Miami Heat. That's going to be a lot of fun as well. So it should be still a good night for Boston sports fan as well with the Red Sox in action and the Celtics in action. You were hoping at this point too, the Bruins would be action. Paste going for a Stanley Cup. Sorry, Doug Gowdy from WGY Mornings. Wish your Bruins were still in it. But that stuff is all coming up on the way. And again, LeVac is in Orlando, and you might hear some content coming from Florida. It's been a little bit tougher as we get into day three of the Orlando trip to track down LeVac, find out exactly where he is. I got a text from him the other day that somehow he had turned into the genie from Aladdin. His face was blue, and I'm like... Might be a little bit more difficult to get some content out of him today, will it? But that's all right. You might hear from LeVac. If not, you can always connect with him on social media as well to get his take about his Yankees as well, at the Jeff LeVac on Twitter. So coming up on the way, how about this? We're talking about Capital Region. We're talking about the sports that you love and the teams that you support, the voice of the Capital Region sports fan. It has been, what, seven, maybe eight years since this guy's voice has been heard in the 518 on a local show? You hear him right here on Fox Sports Radio. You might hear him on the weekends. He's got some weekday shifts coming up as well. Brian No returns. You know that name. Brian No, the No Show as well. He's going to offer his take on what's going on in baseball, the NBA, Giants, Jets, Bills fans. There's a lot of good stuff on the way for you as well. That's all coming up right here on the voice of the Capital Region Sports fan. Fox Sports 95.9 and 980. LeVac here for USX Pest Control. The non-chemical exclusion system is amazing. I had Tim from USX come out to the house. He walked around. He showed me where the potential problem spots would be and what we would need to do to make sure that I didn't have to worry about invasive, you know, little rodents and nastiness. We went around the attic. I learned about bats, where they come from, how you can tell whether or not they've been there, mice in the basement, how you can tell whether or not they've been there, all these things. And then, get this, I find out one of the houses across the street has a termite problem. I called Tim over at USX Pest Control. Let him know. He said, here's why you're safe. A lot of concrete between you and that. However, we're going to go ahead and take a look and make sure it's okay. It is amazing how, how just better I feel, how much safer, how much just more relaxed I am with my house because of USX Pest Control, part of the Gagne family of brands. You may remember Cat's Eye Pest Control. Well, now it's USXPest.com. LeVac and Goss here on Fox 95, 9 and 980. This is the Capital Region return. Look, you hear his voice here in the 518 across the Capital Region right here on Fox Sports, but it's been a while since a little local programming has had the return of Brian No. 
here in the 518. Brian, welcome back, sort of, to the Capital Region Airwaves. I appreciate that. That's great. You know, I'm, I'm trying to think. It's been freaking years. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've done some uh, 518 stuff. So I love being back, man. This is great. We are happy to have you back. Now, maybe for some people, this could be the first time they know about Brian. Now, where can they hear you? We'll, we'll plug you out of the gates first. Where can they hear you on Fox Sports 980 and 95.9 throughout the weekday and weekend? What's your schedule been like here in the summer and into the fall and into the winter? Well, it'll be just random fill-in here, there, everywhere. Um, like, uh, I'll be in for Ben Maller Sunday into Monday morning for the overnight crazies. And then I'll be on with uh, Chris Broussard, the odd couple, on Tuesday next week. So it's just random fill-in stuff weekday-wise. But uh, weekends, Saturdays from 9 a.m. till noon. And then Sunday evenings, they have me at a 5 to 8 p.m. So random swing shift action on the weekends and then sporadic random fill-in stuff during the week is where I'm at. I'll say a prayer for the Mauler Army that usually is out at night. Those guys are – it's an interesting bunch that comes out at night out there, isn't it? Yeah, the militia, they're a, they're a wild ragtag group over there, but I love them, you know? you got to embrace the crazies over here. you got to embrace the crazies in radio or you'll never make it. And that's f- my advice for everyone out there. That's very good <laughs> advice for young UAlbany and Santa students. And by the way, the fact that I call them the Army instead of the militia, I'll see my Twitter light up here over the next 48 hours just for that mistake alone. All right, let's talk a little New York sports here. Let's start. I, I want to get into the Aaron Judge stuff, but I kind of want to go back to the Knicks a little bit because the Knicks had their opportunity Against the Miami Heat, Knicks fans were getting excited here in the Capital Region that maybe the conference finals was a possibility to take on Boston. When you look at this New York Knicks season, how should New York fans view it? And what do you view the future as for the New York franchise? It's like, you know, it they fire you up and then they let you down, you know? Yep. And it doesn't take a whole lot to fire up the Knicks faithful. I love them. God bless them, you know? I mean, it's almost like if you're hungry and you give them like uh, like some soggy ramen noodles, they're just like, this is amazing. You know what I mean? <laughs> if they they win game one of the first round, they're going freaking ballistic. So I love them. I say don't lose that. But then it stinks where you know the crash ending is right around the corner, and that's what happened against an eight seed in the Miami Heat. And give Miami credit, I'm not going to reduce them to a, a standard eight seed because they beat the Bucks and they beat them in a gentleman sweep, even though Giannis was down for two and a half games. But Miami is a good team. But, man, the way that the Knicks lost, it's not just who they lost to, it's the way they lost. And Jalen Brunson, the last two games of that series, was fantastic. And he's like, like uh, what, Tom... Cruz and uh, Jerry Maguire, like, who's coming with me? And there was no one standing up willing to come along with Jalen Brunson where he goes for 40-plus in the elimination game. And you're just like, Barrett, where are you? Julius Randle, where are you? And so it's just as frustrating as it can get for the Knicks season ending the way that it did. Now for the future. Do Knicks fans try to bring in somebody like Embiid? Damian Lillard is the roster good as it is. I feel like I've done this like 10 summers in a row that New York needs a superstar in the summer of 2023 doesn't feel much different. Yeah, they definitely need that. If they could get Embiid, that would be awesome. 
if they could end up with Dame Dalla, that would be great. I don't know if he is willing to do that. That's the other part of that equation is Dame has been so faithful. Some would say faithful to a fault with Portland, but is he willing to go somewhere else? That's the first part of it. And then how could he coexist with Jalen Brunson? I mean, it's, you know, it's not worlds different than when he had CJ McCollum as his teammate in Portland for all those years. It was just an undersized backcourt. So, I don't know if that gets you anywhere. If that gets you over the top, I would bet against it. But I definitely see the the need for change because you can't just run it back and expect to get anywhere. It's like uh, you look at Julius Randle. He's used up his last get-out-of-Knicks-Jail-free card, and you got to move on, man. you got to cut bait. you got to do something to shake it up because as good as that guy is at times, he completely vanishes at the worst possible times, and it is just time to move on from that. It's LeVac and Goss here on Fox Sports 95.9 and 980. Capital Region sports fans may remember him in the past. We're so happy to have him back. It's Brian No, You can hear him all across from weekdays to weekends here on Fox Sports. So earlier in the week, the big headline here in New York was on the baseball side. It wasn't just the Knicks getting knocked off. It was this controversy involving Aaron Judge kind of peeking over to the Toronto Blue Jay dugout and then looking back and then cranking homers. What did you make of the Aaron Judge, and I'm going to put it in air quotes so Twitter's nice to me, sign stealing involving the Blue Jays and the pinstripes? Well, you know, I think that he's got to have some crazy, like, peripheral, I don't even know how to say that word, peripheral? How do you say that? That's it. Oh, he shuts me up. (laughs) Peripheral, peripheral, I think is what it is. His peripheral vision must be out freaking standing. If he's just glancing over and trying to pick up signs, he did it for like a second and a half. I don't know how he'd ever pick up anything that way. I know the conspiracy theorists are out there because he did hit a home run in that at bat, but his version was hey, the. They were still squawking about balls and strikes, and he just happened to peek over. I I don't call foul on that because even if he was peeking over for some signs, I don't know that he could actually steal them that way. I I think that his sign stealing would be – he'd have a Ph.D. in sign stealing. If he's stealing signs while looking like cross – I don't know, like uh, not really cross-eyed, but his little side view – well, he's doing that. I just, I, I don't see him being able to pick up signs like that. I, maybe I'm naive, but I just, I don't think he's got game like that. I don't know what hitter who does. I'm trying to think in my head here. What Avenger has that eyesight? Is it Iron Man? Is it Hawkeye? Is it, did he get some type of superpower? I know he's big like the Hulk, but I'm with you on this. It would have to take some type of Avenger like superpower to have that go that fast into his mind to pick up the sign and swing it like that. Yeah, and I think it's one of these things in sports, right, where a lot of the calls, when you slow it down frame by frame, it's, it just seems so much different. If you play that in just live speed, it looks so much different because everything that I've seen is in super, super slow-mo. And it seems like, oh, gosh, he can you know, basically do his taxes in the same amount of time where he was looking over to the dugout. It's, it was like, ha-ha, <laughs> it was like, 
Chris Rock said in Bigger and Blacker years and years ago. It was a little, <laughs> that's all it was. So I don't think he picked up anything that quickly. So we've got the Yankees doing this. The Mets are trying to find their footing. But let's take a little step back overall for baseball in 2023 because it's fun now in mid-May where rather than us talking about the storylines of baseball is too slow and they've got to change things and they got to fix this and they got to fix they've actually changed things and for most fans they're enjoying the new product especially the pitch clock and how it's changed the game for you what are you what have you made of the recent rule changes in baseball and are you enjoying how it's changed the product I do yeah I've loved it overall I think that the uh, pitch clock has been great I think just the amount of action that you get and I don't know about you guys. I used to like the way I used to watch baseball. If I had a game on in the background, I'd just be on the computer. I'd be reading something. I'd glance up, you know, there was a pitch and it's like, okay, it's going to take who knows how long for the next pitch. And now it's not like that. It keeps me focused on the game a lot more. And there have been plenty of times where I look up and I'm like, man, we're in the fifth inning already. And that's a good thing. I know the counter arguments where you go to the game and you just want to chill and you want to watch it. And I don't know anyone who's against more bang for your buck and just more action. Like, I don't know about you. I would rather have a game that has more action is, and is two and a half hours than a game that's three hours and the action is more spread out. That's just me. I'm totally for more action keeping me engaged. It's an ADD sports world, and you can't have that many lulls in between all those pitches and expect people to stay plugged in. It's just not going to happen. I thought it was a needed change, and I think it's been fantastic for the game. I'm totally with you on that take, too. Looking at baseball, maybe you did stuff in the background doing work, and all right, I'll step out of the room and go do something that'll be in the same inning. Not the case. And for fans who've gone to the game, you used to hop in the line for the beer, the hot dog. Oh, maybe I'll miss a few outs. Now you're up there. You might miss an inning or two if you get in too long of a line. It's changed everything when it comes to the product. Brian No joining us here on Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980. Now the NFL kicks off in a few months. We're post the NFL draft, but... We know football is a 24-7, 365 sport. The most recent news involved the NFL schedule release. Looking over the NFL schedule, is there a game or two that pops out to you? Is there one big headline from just a few days ago where you think and say, boy, it's only four months away, but I'm so fired up for this game to come? Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm fired up for anything involving ball. You know, mm-hmm. when the NFL rolls around, I'm watching. I don't care who it is. But the thing that caught my attention the most is them trying to shoehorn the Detroit Lions into a team that supposedly matters. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay, fine. I love Dan Campbell. I love them on hard knocks. I love the stories. I love that they're grinders. But the first game of the year, I mean, trust me, I'll be watching it from beginning to end. And it might be a great game. But in terms of the matchup, and the buildup heading into the game. You can't tell me that Jared Goff taking on Patrick Mahomes. I know we're building this as far as the quarterback matchup. I know they're not on the field at the same time. But a lot of these games are promoted with the quarterback matchup. Goff versus Mahomes is not as good as Burrow versus Mahomes, Josh Allen versus Mahomes, on and on and on. That game, I looked at their home schedule for the Chiefs, I can't sneak the Lions in the top five. You got the Eagles. You got an international game with the Dolphins. You got the other teams that I mentioned, the Bills and Bengals. Like, 
I don't know what they're doing. I really don't. So I'll be watching Lions Chiefs from beginning to end, but I can't tell you that's the best matchup that they could have kicked off the season with. I was surprised about that, but I'm really curious to see how that game goes because they would love, they would love to see the Lions be a good team in the NFC and kind of pick up where the Packers might be leaving off as they lose Aaron Rodgers. I just think that it's putting the the B stage band on the A stage. It's like, well, what is what is 311 doing on the A stage? Like, goodness, they belong in the C stage over there. You know, that's how I feel about the Lions. Somebody with, like, math and safer metrics and analytics could tell us, well, the formula worked out where Detroit had to be week one. No, no, no. You could have changed the formula. You didn't have to give us Detroit week one. That's absolutely right. And the other thing that's jumped out to me involved in the NFL schedule is the holidays. You've got action on yeah. Thanksgiving, New Year's Eve, Christmas, Black Friday. It seems like if you want to spend time with your family, it might be a good distraction if you don't want to spend time with your family because the NFL's got every day covered, it seems, in 2023. It cracks me up, man, because you'll hear this right with the, uh, the college football playoff. It's about to expand to 12 teams next year. And there are a couple of weeks, the first two weeks of the playoffs, they will go head-to-head with the NFL. And you hear some of these college commissioners and presidents, and they're like, well, you know, we're going to talk to the NFL about that because college football is sort of the feeder system to the NFL, and maybe they'll kind of give us a break and not schedule games on the day of college football playoff games. And I'm like, yeah, don't hold your breath on that, okay? Because they're already doing it. Not only are they gangsters with the NBA's Christmas Day, right? They're like, oh, that's your little real estate? Yeah, let's, uh, let's change that. Now they have triple headers yearly. And they're having Black Friday. That, game, that used to be a big college football day. And so it just cracks me up. The NFL, they are trying to just – get every piece of real estate and God bless them. It's capitalism at its finest. But I just love these college commissioners that are like, yeah, for the first round of the playoffs with three games going up against NFL games, we're going to talk to them and see if they can kind of help us out. Yeah. They're not going to newsflash. They're not going to be doing that. It has been long overdue for capital region sports fans to have this local five, one eight connection back on local radio here on the Fox side, Brian. No, you can catch him weekends, weekdays, follow him on social media for all the updates, his takes and more. We are so happy to have you back. And trust me when I say this, this will not be the last time your phone rings and you get a text message from LeVac and guys. LeVac is not here for this interview. I know you guys have worked together in the past. He's out in Florida right now enjoying the Disney weather. He will be back again soon. You'll be back again soon. Thank you so much for doing this, man. Looking forward to continuing this relationship on Fox Sports for the future. Guys, anytime, man. I love... uh talking shop with you. Don't lose my number, man. Anytime you want me. And I hope that LeVac does not get the Rona like I did at Disney World just a couple of weeks ago. Oh, I hope no. that is not. Yeah, Hang I hope on. that's not the case. I, I wanted to <laughs> sign off, but you can't give me a tease like that. What happened? Was it on Space Mountain? You got the Rona? What happened? I don't know. I would love, guys. I wish, I wish there was surveillance footage. You know what I mean? And it was like that was the moment. And I, I'm so curious what the moment was. I have no idea. You know, was it like a little kid sneezed in my direction? Was it, 
you know, I, uh, I, I touched the seat cushion and that was what did it. And then I scratched my left eye. I don't know. All I know is I got it. And I'm pretty sure it happened there. We, we will test LeVac when he comes back. Thank you for the warning. Appreciate you, man. We'll talk again soon. All right, guys, man. Have a good one, bud. How about elevating your brand with my friends at Elevation 10,000? LeVac, you're with you. And when I talk about elevating your brand, it's the things that you may not think of, or maybe it's a couple things you did think about, but you didn't think of the whole package and how you can take where you are and leave that in the dust and go way all the way up. Elevation 10,000 can do it all for you, whether you're talking about the apparel you wear in the office, apparel you sell, uniforms for Little League, signs, uh, marketing. They do marketing. They're an award-winning video facility they do videos for companies whether it be for promos or commercials and they have a wall of awards for what they've been able to do the beauty of it is is it's soups and soup to nuts man top to bottom whatever you need to elevate your brand elevation 10,000 is gonna be able to help you do just that they even help you with a strategic marketing plan made just for you and your company signs apparel marketing video audio if you need to elevate your brand you need to get a hold of elevation 10,000 it's awesome having Brian Note back on with us. If you missed that interview, check it out on the Apple and Spotify side. Always the podcasts are on demand following the show. Shout out to Brian Note, all the great things he's doing with Fox Sports Radio here. And you can check him out 95.9 and 980. It's almost like you have to, at times, remember the past. Brian, a former voice here in the Capital Region, to understand what's going to happen in the future. And sometimes looking back on the past, and especially the sports world, we lose perspective on those opinions, those takes, those attitudes we had, whether it be on a team, an athlete, a coach, whatever it might be. One of these over the last two to three years that has intrigued me so often as a BD member, sports fan, and more is the name, image, and likeness college football, college basketball, athletics overall for those freshman, first year to senior to COVID senior athletes. Remember two to three years ago, there were legit people arguing that it was going to wreck the future of college sports, that college athletics would never be the same. There was were real takes. Now, look, college athletics is still filled with people trying to jump conference to conference, TV rights that are in the billions of dollars, and athletic directors doing everything they can to make as much money as possible. But as Brian No just said moments ago, capitalism at its finest. People trying to make money and them finding ways to do it might be what's laid out in their job description. Like many of us who work a nine to five, their bosses want us to make some money for the company. And if you're an entrepreneur, you want to make money for your own company. So today, the story, it's one of the biggest talked about stories in mid-May on May 17th. Is that it was announced today that college athletes and EA Sports we're going to come together on the new video game for college football in 2024. Now, you might not be a video game player, but you have to understand the impact of what this has for the future college football fan, and not just college football, but sports fan in general. There are so many people, especially younger fans, who become fans of teams and athletes and more because of what they get to do with their friends. Whether it's something as simple as going out and playing baseball in Little League here in the Capital Region or Pop Warner football, we used to call my old... Uh, younger version of basketball, the Leprechaun League, going out and playing sports with your friends is fun, but there's a new way to connect, and that's gaming and everything else. So it's been 10-plus years since the college football game has been able to get out there, and EA Sports is getting with respective schools and saying, hey, we want you to be in this game, and we're going to pay you to be in the game. 
to offer some more perspective here for non-gamers. Again, back in the day for, let's say, the 2007 Florida Gators football team, a left-handed quarterback that wore number 15, we all know probably was Tim Tebow, but they had to write quarterback number 15. Hey, wait a second, that's Tim Tebow. The names of the athletes were never allowed to be used in the game. Ed O'Bannon, college basketball sued. The world changed since then. But here we sit in 2023, and now athletes can make money off their name, image, and likeness. This is going to be like something we've never seen before in the virtual world in college athletics. But now athletes who might just have a following regionally in their respective schools can now have a following nationally. Now a fan of a program that might sit out of state can follow it from his freshman year all the way to the senior year. A lot of cool things can happen on the way that now the college athletes can be in video games, but the NIL, just a few years ago, people were hating on it. And the number one culprit was Clemson because of Dabo Sweeney. Recently on the Adam Brenneman podcast, Clemson running back Will Shipley said this about NIL at Clemson. And I think a lot of people have a negative perception of, mm. of you know, the two words Clemson and NIL <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. because of, you know, past remarks that Coach Sweeney has made and, um, you know, just the, the reputation of it all. But it's been, it's been great for me yeah. um, to be able to utilize it and, uh, you know, just to be able to give back. You know, that's, that's my biggest thing is I understand that, um, you know, the, the money that I receive or anything along those lines uh, is just temporary. You know, it's small compared to where I want to go and what I want to do in life, um, which is why I, I just try to give back as much as I can, yeah. you know, whether it's buying one of my friends a meal or um, you know donating money to Levine's Children's Hospital, something I'm very passionate about, uh, you know, is, is awesome. Look at this dude going out and not just using the money for himself because he believes he has value for what he does, but helping his teammates buy lunch, working with local charities, Having this platform, an opportunity that maybe Will Shipley, I know he's a highly touted recruit, maybe he'll go on to the NFL, but maybe he won't. And what we understand now is the college athlete can have potentially more of an impact at this university, this college, than they've ever had before. Why isn't that a, why is that a bad thing? I don't see that as a bad thing. Kevin Sweeney joined us earlier in the week, Sports Illustrated writer, and talked about how Hunter Dickinson, who played for Michigan, Flat out said, hey, Kansas offered me more money. So I'm going to go play for Kansas. You, for whatever you do for a living, if another job offered you more money and you didn't have to move, you might take it. And hell, if you did have to move, you probably would take it too, depending on how much much more money they offered you. I can't criticize the college athlete for doing things that adults do every single day. And now we're just seeing it out in the open and people are being authentic and transparent about it. Oh, and by the way, I think I should play the past Dabo Sweeney quote that he referenced. Here was Dabo Sweeney, his head coach, back in December 2022 in reference to that Will Shipley quote. Thinking through it, and I honestly, I mean, for me, we we built this program on NIL. We really did. And and I, it's probably different than what you're thinking, though. We, we built this program uh, in God's name, image, and likeness. And that's how I look at it. It's still a little cringe in May 2023. Like Dabo being so out of touch of what the NIL can really mean for college athletics and college sports fans and more. I want to see the NIL continue to do well. I know the Siena Collective is out there and Siena athletes 
have an opportunity to expand for local businesses. I know UAlbany has their situation they've got set up, but it doesn't have to be just the FBS or the Division One athletes. If you're building a brand on social media, it doesn't matter if you play Division Two at the College of St. Rose or D3 at Skidmore or Union or RPI or anywhere else. If you're able to expand your brand and partner with local businesses, you got to make that happen. I always say there are other people who do this, talking to a microphone and host shows for a living who might want to be against an IL. I always find that ironically hysterical where, yes, no one should make money off their likeness or image. That shouldn't happen. But it's Goss here for Mohawk Honda. Like, right, you have to support all this stuff, these athletes getting these opportunities. And speaking about you, Albany, I worked for CBS 6 this past summer, and there's a report out there from Matt Brown at Extra Points that schools like you, Albany, could be in the new college football video game set to be released in the summer of 2024. What could that mean for an FCS program like you, Albany, get the athletes out there, potentially get paid and have a platform for fans across the country to learn more about the Great Danes football program. These are all wonderful things. That's the one thing I've learned about working here in the Capital Region, that college sports and pro sports are neck and neck, and most fans would say they're more of a pro sport than a college sport team. I'm talking about coverage sometimes. You might see a Siena or Albany story lead a newscast or a sports talk show or whatever it might be, a top article, and then the next day back to sports. There's other towns like Syracuse, like Rochester, and others that would always be heavier college than pro. But NIL now as we sit with athletes getting the opportunity to be a part of video games, to continue to make more money, to go on social media, all the opportunities that they're going to continue to have. I'm glad we have more of a perspective now that this has been a positive. And it's only going to improve for not just universities and colleges, but surrounding cities. You're telling me when athletes are making content, they're not going to go to their favorite watering holes, their favorite restaurants and more than if you as a fan of that university or college might not be influenced enough to check it out. Yeah, the business within those respective cities could improve too. two, three years ago. People are screaming that it's the end of college athletics. They'll never be the same again. How can we even look at the sport the same way? Is the transfer portal tough? Yeah. But I'm still watching college sports. Has it affected you that some kid can go out there and give his teammate a lunch now when no one's going to have to yell and scream about it? It didn't make sense years ago when Todd Gurley and Johnny Football were being suspended because they were signing footballs that other people could make money off of. People didn't blink an eye that Caleb Williams was a part of the Disney upfronts this week. Do you imagine in the past if that was so blatant to just have a college athlete say, hey, this guy right here is one of the reasons why we're having success now. This college athlete. So go NIL. Let's continue to have this happen. Let's continue to see this happen for the future and see these college athletes find more ways. And let's bring back the college basketball video game too. Levac and Goss here on Fox Sports 95.9-980. If you're following Levac on social media, today is the day. Today is around the world at Epcot. I just mentioned Disney. He is doing the around the world right now. Please tweet at him at the Jeff Levac. Have him send me a voicemail. Have him set on the free iHeart app. LeVac, let's get your take. We see the pictures and more. Who knows? Maybe Fox Sports 980's Twitter handle might retweet you too. So reach out to him as well. We'll see if we can grab him for the 4 o'clock hour. But coming up on the way, our pal Brady Farkas is going to join us. Talk about the top four at four. Talk about the NBA playoffs, Red Sox, Yankees, and more. We got the play of the day coming up as well. You're listening to LeVac Goss. 
95.9 and 98 Fox Sports Radio. Hey, it's back for the Integrative Sleep Center in Boston Spa with Dr. Fred Dreer. My man, Dr. Dreer. Here's the situation. I was the worst sleeper. I had severe sleep apnea. My snoring was a registered form of torture by, by at least six different sovereign nations. That's how bad my snoring was. My energy level was in the toilet. I was angry all the time. And it all just went right back to the fact that I wasn't sleeping. I just was, the snoring was too much. I would stop breathing in my sleep. I didn't want to do the mask. I didn't want to go have surgery. Luckily for me, Integrative Sleep Center in Boston Spa, Dr. Fred Drew had the answer. It's a custom-made mouthpiece that keeps my airway open. So the snoring is greatly reduced. I don't stop breathing because I'm getting all the air I need. And I don't have that, that compressor engine in the side of the room making all the noise with the mask. It is a win-win, win-win-win. The Integrative Sleep Center with Dr. Fred Drew in Boston Spa, 518-885-6185. They're helping me sleep better. They're going to help you sleep better, too.